Today's episode highlights include how study abroad sets you apart to advance your career and career opportunities with German, funding opportunities for study and research through the German government, green Germany, public transportation, individual responsibility and work-life balance, and this week's travel suggestion is Freiburg and the cities and countries nearby. My name is Hanni Geist. Welcome to Coffee Connections. Today's Coffee Connection is Haley Armstrong, who I first met at a conference where we both worked at a Research in Germany booth. I represented the German Academic Exchange Service. Haley represented the American Friends of the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation. She's now the Director of Policy and Programs at the Institute of Clean Air Companies. Have a listen. My name is Haley Armstrong. I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas, but I lived in Northern California for about seven years, so that's why The only real Texas accent that you'll hear from me is my occasional use of the word y'all. Um, I grew up only speaking English at home, but my grandma used to live in Germany, so that's where my interest of Germany kind of sparked. She used to have a lot of different stories and random broken German that she would speak around me and my cousins and my sister. So um, that's what kind of got me interested in learning another language. Right now, I work for um, a company called AJW. We're based in Washington, D.C. We're an energy and environmental consulting firm. We also have an office in Sacramento. We do some work in Canada and we work with innovative technology firms to connect them with government and to expand their business opportunities and grow their businesses both in the U.S. and abroad. Some of the stuff we're working on right now is related to carbon management, and it's an exciting time to work in the climate and environment space, and there's a lot of interesting things happening in that world in Germany, so I'm glad that I have that exposure and experience. I'm sitting here with a coffee, and since this is uh, Coffee Connections, if we had the chance to go to German Cafe for this, Chad, what would you order? I just have a plain drip coffee with some milk and honey. Oh, that's hard. I've become quite the coffee connoisseur in the last six months, so <laughs> I've been exploring every different type of coffee you can imagine, but... My go-to easy one that I would probably pick is just a plain latte. So, yeah, that's probably what I would have ordered. And cake-wise, do you like the German cakes and pastries? I love a good choco croissant. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my order, probably. <laughs> There are a lot of questions that come to mind right away, but let's uh, start at the beginning a little bit. I know you did study German at UT Austin, mm -hmm. um, in addition to political science. Was that your first experience actually learning German or did you, with your grandma speaking some German, did you learn a little bit before? I started taking German in high school. So I started learning German when I was about 14 years old. And then the summer between 10th and 11th grade, I did a high school summer exchange program to a small town in the Austrian Alps. And I spent, I think, about a month or two there. And that's when I really, really started to love to travel and explore new cultures and languages. And that's when I knew that I wanted to keep studying German, even if it only meant for me to be able to go and study abroad in college. <laughs> then I graduated and I went to UT Austin majored in German and government with a minor in European studies. And during my third year, I spent a semester in Freiburg. And that was one of the best times of my life. I have a lot of friends and great memories from there. 
after graduating from college, I moved to Washington, D.C. and got a job with a German nonprofit organization called American Friends of the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation, which is how we know each other. In that role, I worked to promote opportunities for postdoctoral researchers to get funding and grants and different types of academic opportunities in German. So when you studied in Freiburg, how did you find out about that? Was there an agreement between UT Austin and Freiburg? If I remember correctly, we had a few agreements with different universities between the UT Austin and universities in Germany. I think we had, I don't know, four or five, and I took that list and started doing some Googling to see which part of the country I wanted to spend time in. And Freiburg really stood out to me for a number of reasons, one of which the climate and it, it seemed really pretty and it was it seemed pretty centrally located for me to be able to go and travel and explore other parts of Europe. You said you were in Austria before during high school. Was that the first time you were actually in Germany? I had never been anywhere outside of the U.S. aside from Mexico up until that point. In high school, I think I was 15 or 16 years old, and we flew to Munich and spent a week there, and then we spent the rest of the summer in Austria. So yeah, that was my first exposure to it all. And, you know, I, I just remember thinking, that this place is beautiful, the people are so nice, I, I wish I'd come here earlier. And then that just continued on when I um, moved to Freiburg later. What, what were your expectations? And then living in Freiburg, were those expectations met? Well, I guess everybody outside of Germany kind of has this perception of Germany, you know, you just Oktoberfest, castles, like a regimented, hardworking culture, all these things come to mind when you think of Germany. And when I went to Germany the first time, I learned that above anything else, everyone is super, super welcoming. And the country is even more beautiful than you can imagine from movies and TV and books. Another thing that I, I didn't really have any preconceived ideas about this, but that I really noticed when I was in Germany was that I always felt really safe. I never would have felt afraid to ask somebody for help or if I was lost or anything. It just seemed like, you know, I, I felt comfortable there. And I think that some of the perceptions that I had and that people have of Germany are true. Like people have a really good work-life balance, a lot better than in America, in my opinion. <laughs> And although they work hard, they really know how to balance their, you know, the work-life balance between their personal time for themselves and getting their work done. So I think that that's great. And I wish that that would spread to more of the world. <laughs> yeah, I always have colleagues who, when they go on vacation, it's two or sometimes even three weeks. And for someone living in the United States, that's just incredible because here you maybe take a week off, but not two and certainly not three weeks, but that's fairly common for someone living and working in Germany. I think it's great, I mean, to really be able to unplug and then go back to work refreshed. I mean, it makes sense to me. When it comes to my profession, you know, I really admire the German culture and their attention to the environment. And, you know, it's interesting to follow the political moves overseas and also just how the like normal people engage with the environment and really respect their surroundings. So it's encouraging and, you know, it's a good model for the rest of the world to look at. 
Your experience definitely shaped your career. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Studying German set you up for the career that you have now, but also when you work for the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I can honestly say that studying German and living in Germany changed my life completely. I don't think I would have gotten my first job out of college with the Humboldt Foundation had I not gone overseas. In my current job, you know, it's really good to have that global outlook and knowing to, to pay attention to the, you know, global connectivity and that it's not just one country or one state or all in this together kind of sense. So just having that outlook professionally is good. And then in my personal life, two of my very best friends I met when I was in Freiburg and I actually met my boyfriend of five years from being there. So it's... It's changed my life, and I don't know where I'd be professionally or personally without having my experience over there. You have a unique perspective in that you lived in Germany and you also studied German. So coming from the student perspective, but now you have also the experience from working for a German organization and now working in for the Institute of Cleaner uh, Companies where you maybe not specifically work with only in Germany, but that's certainly part of it. How has your perception of Germany changed and maybe how you view Germany? I think when you're just learning the language in an academic setting, You don't really think about, you know, the global implications and it's more of just, oh, I need to pass this test. So it's interesting. You know, maybe I'll go study over there. Oh, this is fun. I'm in Germany. You know, you don't really think about how it might impact you professionally. But having that international exposure and even just pure knowledge of a second language, especially for Americans, that really gives you a leg up when it comes to trying to get a job and having lived in a completely different place, although it's obviously very westernized. I mean, it's not that different, but just experiencing and living in another culture and knowing that you can live in a foreign country and make it and get along with people who are a little bit different than you, that speaks volumes to, I think, any employer. And I can't say enough about the experience that anybody would get studying abroad anywhere. What would you say to someone who now went to Germany for the first time? Maybe something that you, in retrospect, would have liked to know um, before going to Germany for your study abroad in Freiburg. I would say, you know, don't be afraid at all. Get out there, explore every single thing you can. You're in the perfect place to do that. So any chance you get, go somewhere new and take advantage of it. But also don't forget to check out the smaller things. And, you know, it's not all about just going to Oktoberfest in Berlin and to the, to the big cities. It's more about exploring the, the little things and getting in touch with the culture yourself. So I would do that. And I would say stay as long as you can. <laughs> don't come back <laughs> unless you have to. You mentioned also paying attention to the little things. So you said you traveled extensively, I assume in Germany, but also in Europe. So for Germany, what lesser known place would you recommend? I mean, I may be biased, but I would obviously say Freiburg. I mean, it, they, they call it the California of Germany, I think. Is that right? Yeah. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. So 
it's really warm there in the summers, um, so it's a great climate. You're right in the middle of wine country, so you've got the like Napa feel. You're 30 minutes from Switzerland, 30 minutes from France. You have kind of a college town vibe, but there's a good, you know, late night scene. There's good food, so I I can't say enough about Freiburg. Like I would definitely go, and there's not tons of tourists there, and I think they have a good Christmas market, so definitely would recommend that. And then from that part of southwest Germany you can go to a bunch of little small towns where you may not have even heard of them before but you just happen to see maybe you know a vine fest or some sort of like frulings fest or something and you just decide to go go to those things because those experiences are usually the more memorable ones because you get to actually be around people who are from the area and not just everyone flying in to go to one big event or a bunch of people who are all Americans who also came over for the same things. Yeah, maybe base out of Freiburg and just go exploring. Since you've lived in Germany and you have that perspective, but also in your professional career, that was your job to promote Germany and promote research in Germany. So maybe from a personal perspective, but also professional, what would you like Americans to know about Germany that you feel is not portrayed in the media or part of the discourse that that you wish Americans would know? Well, from an academic standpoint, the I think it would it's good for people, especially Americans, to understand that the way that the university system works is quite different to the US. So from my experience, you know, you have one grade and that's based on one huge paper you write at the end of the semester. So just knowing that at the beginning is probably really good for someone to know. And that gives you quite a bit of free time in the semester that you're in Germany to go and, you know, although you are studying and you have to be very self-disciplined as far as your studies go, and you still have to go to class and things like that, you have a lot more free time to get to experience the culture. So that's just one thing. Any other things I'd say maybe just knowing that everybody's really nice. I mean, you... I don't know. It, it's not a place where you'd get there and feel secluded at all. You don't really feel like you're in a foreign country because everybody's so nice and it is easy to figure out. The transportation, the public transportation is really logical. And coming from Texas, it's not necessarily a place where I had a ton of experience with public transportation. So you could be coming from anywhere and don't be threatened by that aspect. And the food is good, so you can get Thai food, Chinese, and then some of the food there is better. So just, yeah, go with an open mind, and I think anybody who would go, I can't imagine who wouldn't enjoy it. How did your perception potentially change after you, for a while, made really Germany and German research, going to Germany for research, your career? How did that shape your, or change your perception of Germany? I realized that there's a ton, I mean, a ton of support from the German government to get non-Germans to come to Germany to support their research and studies. There's a lot of support for academics, and I didn't ever realize that until I worked in that space. And now anytime, even though I don't work in that space anymore, anytime I meet somebody who's doing research or they're thinking about the next step in their education, I always say, like, think about Germany because there's so much, so many opportunities. And then I think it's 
I don't know about easy, but it's possible to get a sponsored visa for work over there, especially if you were to do some higher education there. So that is something that I had no idea about until I worked in that space. So how does that experience translate to your work now? How do you use that German experience in your current role? Well, I think just having a general knowledge of German culture. And then I did study German politics when I was in Freiburg and at UT Austin. So knowing the process of the EU and other countries, knowing how that works really helps in my job because I can take a look at their policies for energy and environmental topics and legislation and understand where they're coming from and kind of how that's implemented. And then I can take that and like translate it to how I approach things in the US. And I can monitor things for clients well with things that are happening in the EU because I know how the government is broken down and how things get done there. So it does help to have that general understanding of the way things work in Germany. So when it comes to energy efficient companies, since that's your work, what is, especially in comparison to the United States, What can you tell me about that? What's currently going on in Germany? So there's a lot <laughs> compared to the U.S. especially. As most people know, Germany is still signed on to the Paris Climate Agreement and the United States has plans to withdraw. So I'd say that that is probably the biggest difference, the most notable difference right now. There's From my personal experience in Germany, there's way more incentives and you know, personal responsibility when it comes to recycling and things like that. But on the larger government level, there's been initiatives in Germany, countrywide, nationwide initiatives to move their energy portfolio toward renewables. There's just been more state-mandated movement compared to the U.S., but... I think there's hope in the U.S. and there are things that are happening in Washington despite current political trends. There is some progress, so not all hope is lost, but we can look to countries like Germany to learn from both mistakes and progress. And, um, you know, those lessons are very, very valuable in the U.S. as we start to navigate what our climate future will look like. Did your experience in Germany, was that also the first time to expose you to, well, maybe thinking more about the environment? And I remember coming from Germany, I always had my bags, for example, with me when I went grocery shopping. So for me, it was a no-brainer to also bring my bags here. But when I moved to California, but even before in Arizona and Texas, it was a novelty and people always looked at me weird when I brought my own bags to the grocery store. Did that? How was that for you? Was that the first time in Germany that you really thought about that and then you brought it back? So living in Austin, right around the time I went to Germany, I think was when they first initiated the whole the plastic bag ban. So that was about it as far as my experience. And then going to Germany, it was, you know, really amazing because as a lot of people know, Texas overall is not, you know, forward thinking and progressive when it comes to those types of things. So Germany 
was a big step forward in that sense for me, aside from the plastic bag ban. And it was interesting and really encouraging to see that people actually cared about the environment and they felt, I guess, like a sense of personal responsibility to make sure that their recycling was separated properly. And, you know, it wasn't hard. It wasn't some massive leap to get to that stage. It was just kind of integrated into the lifestyle. And I think that we're seeing that more and more in the U.S., especially in places like California and then on the East Coast. But I think being thrown right into it, you just get shown that it's not that big of a deal and it's not that hard to take the extra step to turn off the light or recycle the bottle or you know don't litter so it was a good experience and good to see that it's possible for a whole country to get on the same page have you ever uh, experienced putting the trash in the wrong bin because i know i know living in berlin that happened to uh, people a few times where if you put your trash in the wrong trash can then maybe a neighbor will actually tell you to put it in the right one. So there's not just the personal responsibility, but the community also makes sure that you separate the trash correctly. And have you ever experienced that? You know, I, I've experienced that in Germany for multiple things, like not just th like throwing things away. I, I know one time I was on the train in Freiburg and there was, I think it was like a, a toddler, maybe he was like four or five years old and he was misbehaving and you could see all these looks from people on the train. And it was almost like this sense of community, like we are all responsible for this child behaving and someone said something to the parent. And I, in my mind, I was like, in the US, no one would probably say anything. Like as much as Germans kind of keep to themselves, there is like this sense of community responsibility. So I think that that, applies to a lot of different things, which is probably good because it's like everybody's looking out for each other. In the United States, especially when it comes to parenting and talking to other kids, in Germany, if a child misbehaves, if yeah, other people also will step in and teach the child how to live in society, where, whereas here in the United States, you wouldn't dare talking to someone else's child for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So Did you experience culture shock when you came to Germany and then maybe reverse culture shock when you came back to the United States? I'd say actually it was more when I came back. I think that I went to Germany and completely immersed myself in the culture and was just in love with everything. And I mean, it was like the best six months of my life and I came back and I was just comparing everything in the US to Germany. like oh, it's so much better there the way they do th this or that. And, oh, I miss the people there. And it was like, it probably took me a good three months to finally be like, okay, I'm back here. So, so what I, were the things that you missed the most? It's hard to put my finger on exactly one thing or two things I missed the most. It was just kind of everything together. And when people think of Germany, you don't think laid back culture, but it was for me at least when I was studying abroad and I think a lot of people have that, that experience when they're studying abroad especially in Europe <laughs> but I really liked the the sense of personal responsibility and self-discipline in every aspect whether it was academia or recycling or you know just any part of your life it just seemed like everybody was kind of treated as an adult and because of that everybody seemed to just get along And it all kind of worked. And, you know, I missed the public transportation. I missed my friends and the food and just 
everything about it. If you met someone now who's going to Germany for the first time, maybe to study, but also just in general to visit, what would you tell that person? What kind of advice would you give? I would say, like I said earlier, just don't be scared at all. Like everybody speaks English. So worst case scenario, as much as you might be trying to practice your German, you can always fall back on English. So don't worry about that. And I would just say, you know, embrace any cultural differences because like me, you might miss it when you get home and try to make as many friends as you can because it gives you a really good excuse to go back later. <laughs> When was the last time you were in Germany? I went through Germany on my way to Switzerland to visit one of my friends that I met in Freiburg. And that was two or three years ago now. But I spend a lot of time in London these days with my boyfriend. So I'm around the area quite a bit. What do you bring back when you are in Germany? Any goodies do you always bring back? Uh, of course, like German chocolate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think when I came back from studying abroad, my entire backpack was filled with Milka and I can't remember what other things I had, like Kinder Buenos and things like that. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't eat as much chocolate, but I would probably bring back a bar or two. And then, yeah, I really have come to appreciate a good German beer, so I would probably make sure to have a couple of good beers when I'm there. Unfortunately, I probably wouldn't bring any back just in case <laughs> they explode on the plane or anything, but yeah, beer and chocolate, I guess that's typical but <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else you want to share that I didn't ask yet I guess I would just end on saying you know German and spending time in Germany really did change my life and I wouldn't be where I am today without having the experiences and exposure that I've had through All, you know, whether it was in high school, going to Austria, or in college, going to Freiburg, or with my job with the Humboldt Foundation, you know, all of those experiences got me to where I am. And I'm really grateful that I made the decisions along the way to learn German and spend time over there because I don't know where I'd be without it. Anybody thinking about it or on the fence about going to Germany or learning the language, Just do it. I mean, it's always good to know another language and you will not regret spending time overseas ever. So just go. <laughs> That should be on a poster with a picture of Germany. <laughs> When was the last time that you went back? It's in the summer. I fortunately, through my work, I get to go to Bonn for meetings in the summer and While I'm there, I also go to Berlin for the weekend to spend time with family and friends, which fortunately I only have to go to Berlin since everyone is there. So I don't have to travel within Germany to visit different people. And that makes it a little bit easier. But that's one of the perks of the job to really be able to visit once a year, which is great personally, but I also find it really important professionally because you do forget a little bit how it is in real life and no amount of news or TV or just phone calls or emails can quite do the same for you as just like living in the country or going to the country. So I'm really grateful that I do have the chance to go and, and really connect with Germany. Yeah, and... You know, for people who are thinking about studying German or going to Germany, 
they can get jobs like yours when they get out of college. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you can get a job where you can travel the world and go to Germany and Europe and other German speaking countries. So for me, when I graduated, that was, you know, I never went to Germany with the Humboldt Foundation, but if I would have stayed with the company, it probably would have been an opportunity down the line. But I got to travel all over the U.S. talking about Germany, which was just as good sometimes. And, and meeting Germans like me, for example. You meet so many people and then you, you get to go to fun places. So being just a part of that German world is fun. And it's a small community and you stay friends with people. And like us, you know, we may not talk for a couple of years, but we stay connected on social media. And it, it's the same with a lot of other people that I met at that time. It's a good community to be a part of, and it's surprisingly small. If anybody has questions about studying in Germany or Freiburg or anything like that, they can use me as a resource if they ever need to. How would they get in touch with you? What's the best email address or way to find you? Well, I'm on Facebook, so they could find me on there, Haley Armstrong, or they can send me an email at hrmstrong at icac.com, and I'd be happy to get on the phone or answer any sort of questions that anybody has. And you're also on LinkedIn as Haley Armstrong, so yep. for someone looking for the professional contact, they can also find you there. Yeah, definitely. And I know people and Germany and the U.S. and in different cities across the U.S. with German connections. So let me know. You heard Coffee Connections with Haley Armstrong, Director of Policy and Programs at the Institute of Clean Air Companies. All content is created and edited by me, Hani Geist. If you would like to get in touch, send an email to podcast at deity.org. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next coffee break.